0: Hello, catfish people. Welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Well, hello, folks. I'm Dieter Melhorn. Welcome to uh, the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful day, whatever day of the week it is that you're listening to the show. Uh, it's a beautiful. Oh, what day is it? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, and at the time of taping this, this is right before uh, Hurricane Dorian is set to hit the uh, east coast of uh, the United States. It's uh, come up through the Bahamas and absolutely devastated that place. Uh, Just catastrophic damage uh, to a lot of the Bahamas. Thoughts and prayers to uh, the people there, uh, the fishermen especially, a big fishing community there. And uh, just a lot of tremendous damage that's not going to be quick for them to overcome. It's going it's to take a while. It's really amazing. I've seen some of the pictures from down there, and it's just it's, it's heartbreaking what's been going on. Uh, the storm's cruising on up the coast. It pretty much dodged Florida, stayed off the coast, and uh, it's coming up uh, the Carolina coast, which is where I'm at not at the coast i'm inland uh the storm's coming up the coast right now it's looking like it's going to skirt the coast and uh not without a whole lot of rain and some wind but fingers crossed everything's going to stay offshore and it'll be a big rain event some wind but nothing uh nowhere near as bad as what it could have been so uh that's what we have going on we're actually getting a few clouds rolling in today it's been um Temperatures have been moderate here. Uh, The taping of this, this is first week of September. And uh, temperatures have been moderate. Uh, Humidity's been low. It's been pretty nice. Uh, I've been out fishing a few times at night. It's been very comfortable getting up in the morning to go fish. Before the sun comes up, it's very comfortable. Uh, Pretty low humidity. Uh, It's been really nice. It's been sunny. But we got clouds coming in. As I'm sitting here taping this, I'm seeing some clouds come in. I don't know how much of this is from the hurricane and how much of it is just you know stuff that's just being created because of the low pressure but uh regardless um uh, it's 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 starting to turn to make the turn towards fall not fall yet still summer uh we, we, it's still summer weather we may even we'll probably even have a couple of more 90 degree days before it's over with and usually it's about the uh, second week or so of uh september before we hit our last 90 degree day so we got a little while left but uh it it's uh, the trees along the water i always tell people that you can tell the trees along water creeks they are the first ones that start to get that shift the green starts to shift from everything being the same color of green it starts to shift you start getting lighter and dark that started i noticed that on the water today when i was out fishing um uh, and they, it's 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 it won't be long it won't be long so uh the other thing that happened this past weekend was labor day and with labor day comes the uh weekend warrior end of summer as i call it it's the uh, time when a lot of the people seriously and I, i'm not kidding here folks uh a lot of people put their boats into storage they're done for another year they're done until memorial day of next year so uh I was at the boat ramp this morning, and I was the only—not to be like there was one other truck there. There was one other truck in a handicapped spot, and I was the only one there. Even the fishermen are kind of uh, laid back right now. There's not there's not a lot of intensity going on, at least here in freshwater. So uh, it's not the best fishing. So it's probably a good time to take a little break from it. But I'm hardcore. I'm gonna fish when I can. I've got some time to fish. So. I'm getting out there, and I've also got some time to uh, tape a couple of podcasts. I took a week off, uh, was out of town, I was in Canada doing some work, traveling, and uh, not able to put anything together, so uh, I apologize for that, for any of y'all that have kind of seen a gap there of about a week. Uh, I was going to try to do two a week, I'm still going to try to. I just don't know how feasible it's going to be and how much decent content there is to have. So we'll see what happens on that. I'm going to stick with one, trying for two. That's kind of the plan and two videos a week. Uh, this will probably be a lot easier to do come November, December, January. My work slows down a bunch then, and there'll probably be more stuff going on. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what's going on and uh, see how it's going. Uh, so far it's been pretty fun i've got a good feedback i uh, got a lot of uh good information from people so anytime you want to give me any feedback unlike youtube or facebook there's not really a direct place to put any comments because you listen to this podcast on a bunch of different uh, platforms and uh, the easiest thing to do is go to my fishing website deeter com, and uh, you can email me there uh that's that's the easiest way to do it you can also hit me up on Facebook. I've got a fishing page on there, Dieter Millhorn Fishing, uh, on Facebook. And you can hit me up there, send me a message. And uh, I'm pretty good about getting back to people. Some of the stuff on Facebook with the messages kind of gets buried, and I don't always get notified. And then I find them two weeks later. And uh, so the easiest way is going through my website, Dieter Millhorn Fishing. That's definitely the best place to uh, get a hold of me. So... uh, But uh, today, what I wanted to talk about was uh, something kind of boring. A bunch of people, as soon as I say it, are going to click out of it and go, oh, God, that again. Uh, Especially if you work in a company, uh, if you've ever been in the military, uh, you've you've gotten the safety briefings. And uh, that's what I'm going to talk about here. But the reason I'm doing it is... Because here, it's been probably two weeks ago now, three weeks ago. It's probably been three weeks ago. We had a couple guys, uh, firefighters, as a matter of fact, uh, go missing off the coast of Florida. And uh, they went out on a boat fishing, and uh, they were never found. There was an exhaustive search for these guys. And uh, Coast Guard, uh, military, private uh, individuals searched for, it was a week. They went missing on a Friday, and they spent seven days looking for them. And uh, the only thing that they found was a tackle bag that one of the wives identified as being theirs. And uh, that's not a lot from a boat uh, that was a sizable boat, uh, especially for the conditions. I want to say it was a 20 four foot i believe it's pronounced robala r-o-b-a-l-o uh well built well built boat fiberglass nice high sides on it um so and from what i've heard talking to people that were down there at the time the weather was good normal you know typical summer calm weather obviously you can have a thunderstorm boil up anywhere and it can get snotty pretty quick but Overall, the weather was good. No storms, nothing offshore, uh, nothing crazy going on, no big swells, uh, just really very good, manageable weather for that boat. Um, now, obviously, there's not a lot of details, accurate details and all this, was most of this is just stuff that's been reported via Facebook and the media, and the media gets it wrong half the time. And uh, Facebook gets it wrong the other half. So it's kind of hard to keep up with this. But from what we can tell is uh, they went out in a boat that I believe may have been inherited or left from someone. um, And they were going to sell it or something. Anyway, there was a story that they were going out to try to boat out, go fishing, but also try the boat out. The wife had said, I've seen some interviews with her, that they had had issues with the boat before and they had been towed in before. Uh, so it was uh, not exactly, uh, well, I guess going to say it wasn't dependable because we've all had boat issues, but there had been issues. Uh, single engine boat. So uh, not something you would want to run uh, an extremely long way offshore. And uh, anyway, something happened, bottom line. Um, they don't know what. There was no distress call. Uh, nobody seen the boat. I think the only proof that they even left from there was some surveillance footage from the uh, marina dock uh where they went out of and that was it uh there was apparently a a conversation that they were going to one of the reefs there to fish but other than that uh there was just a lot of stuff that was done wrong or not done right i should say Uh, not necessarily that they did it incorrectly they just didn't do it the right way and that's kind of what i want to talk about i know a lot of you guys are freshwater fishermen and um So some of this stuff is not as big a deal, but some of it does play a big part too in being safe on, uh, even on freshwater, especially if you're fishing big freshwater. And, uh, I always take a lot of interest in these stories, um, because I get very, I dig into them a lot and I like to find out what I can find out. I've looked at coast guard after action reports just to see what happened on different types of you know boating accidents like this and the reason I do it is because I don't want to do the same thing I don't want to make the same mistakes and um, sometimes looking back at these things with great detail uh, can actually keep you alive and it can keep other people alive so that's kind of what I was going to talk about was just some stuff to keep in mind uh, and to do on your boat freshwater or saltwater saltwater it's magnified greatly uh just because of proximity to land and uh current and uh weather it's magnified but some of this stuff plays a part in freshwater too and uh i know there was a story a while back that was on catfish weekly and uh there were some guys who had a boating accident in the winter uh in an area that was uh fairly remote and uh ended up having to get to shore, and were basically left in the middle of nowhere. And it sounds like, oh, well, that's not that big of a deal. You're on land, at least. And to a certain extent, that's true. Uh, as long as you're not wet, it's not frigid cold, and nobody's injured. Uh, but the one thing about that storage has made me think was, man, there's some stuff that could have been done there that, would have helped them, and I'm thinking of stuff that would help you, freshwater or saltwater, and one of the things that comes to mind is an EPIRB, and uh, it's basically an emergency locator beacon uh, that transmits a signal to a satellite. That satellite information is relayed to uh, rescue personnel, Coast Guard, those type entities that get this ping that goes off, and it shows exactly where you're at. Uh, Obviously, if you're in the middle of the ocean, it's a great thing to have because uh, it's going to, Uh, show exactly where you're at. That gives them, if nothing else, a starting point. Um, A lot of them are water activated, and in all honesty, they're not that much money uh, for something that can save your life, whether it be in the ocean or in the woods. Um, A lot of them are water activated, so if your boat goes down and you're not right there with it to activate it, it will go off. Anyway, it transmits a signal. It gives them a starting point. One of the things with the guys down in Florida was they really didn't know where to start. And if you've done any saltwater fishing, ocean fishing, you will know that currents, uh, you kind of don't realize just how far you can go and how quickly you can go until you start to drift. And you can cover a lot of water and a lot of ocean very quickly. And if those rescue folks don't know where to start looking for you, It makes the search much more difficult. And it's a lot easier to find you in those first 24 hours if they know where you were in trouble at than it is two, three, four days later if they didn't know where to start. Basically, it's almost like a cone. It starts out with a point and it gets wider. And all the variables of wind, current, and everything else come into play on exactly where that boat's going to be. So it can go anywhere from in the first few hours a maybe square mile area that they're looking in to a couple of days you know several thousand square miles and not much not too long after that you're going to be at a hundred thousand square miles of, of just they don't know where you're at so uh point being uh it's a very good device to have and it can help you in fresh water if you get into an emergency especially if you're fishing big water you get onto some of the big lakes down in Texas, you get onto to Santee Cooper, uh, places like that to where something can happen in wind, storms, your boat gets swamped, it goes down, you're dumped into the water. It's something that can send out an emergency message very quickly. Uh, we all like to think that I'll call somebody on the cell phone and, you know, I'm guilty of it too. It's one of the reasons I don't go any further than three miles at the coast, uh, Without an eper, I can still hit a cell tower and still call somebody. I can still hit somebody on my marine radio. But how many times have you been out there texting, checking Facebook, watching Dieter Melhorn fishing YouTube videos, and your cell phone dies? You don't have a battery. don't have a charger. Then you've got a dead cell phone. Uh, The other thing is sometimes you can't hit a cell tower from where you're at. Uh, That's another thing. Not every place is close to cell tower. So uh, the phone is not always a good thing to depend on. So having something a little bit better than that, a little bit bigger than that, something like an e perb is a great thing to have. Uh, now, granted, that's kind of on the high end, extreme end, uh, personal protection and safety, but uh, it's something like to throw out there right away for the amount of money that it costs, three $300. Uh, having that security and knowing that it can save your life and the people who are in your boat, I think it's worth it. I need to get one. Uh, I'm basically preaching to myself on this. Another thing to have is a marine band radio. Uh, and especially if you fish at the coast or you fish in areas where uh, radio traffic is monitored, like some of the uh, navigable shipping lanes in some of the rivers, Tennessee River, Ohio, Mississippi. Uh, people don't always answer, but usually they're listening to some of the channels, especially if you have Coast Guard stations around. Uh, they'll be monitoring channel 16 and... Sometimes local law enforcement will be monitoring. I know some of our lakes, I have uh, held them before on Channel 16 when I found a boater in distress or something and been able to get them on there. Uh, If you have police patrolling on the lake, they are supposed to have their radio on and turn to that channel. They don't always do it. Uh, Sadly, some of our law enforcement folks out there are very slack about monitoring those channels because I have had them within eyesight and they don't. They're not listening to it. Our fire department, Charlotte-Mecklenburg Fire Department, I've called them twice on Channel 16, and they answered immediately. So uh, some of them do, some of them don't. But you can also hit other mariners, especially if you have barges, that kind of stuff. Another good way, just to be able to get a hold of somebody if you don't have a cellular connection. The thing is on this stuff, cellular will cover your butt in most places. Uh, It's why I carry a portable battery on the boat, charging cord, uh, and, and I, I, feel really weird out there without a cell phone, and, you know, for some of us older folks, uh, it wasn't that long ago that we didn't have any communications out there, so it's a good luxury to have in the modern world, but like I was taught in the military, you need to have redundant systems in place, and that's where having a cell phone, a radio, an perb. Uh, all plays in uh, together. You got three different systems there of electronic communication uh, to where you can get a hold of somebody if you need to. All I had on my boat for a long time was a radio. One of the bad with the radio is if you have an electro, uh, electrical issue, something goes out in your fuse panel, something goes out, uh, you have a fire, you lose electricity, you lose the connection from the battery to your panel your radio is useless and, uh, I've got a handheld. Uh, I don't carry it anymore except when I'm going out in the ocean, but the range on the handheld unit is much more limited. So, uh, you know, it's things like that, that can happen, um, and can seriously hinder the usefulness of some of these devices. That's why it's good to have another device on there, something electronic to make that communication. Now, in addition to that, um, it's a real good idea if you've got like a dry bag or something you can keep on the boat. Uh, I call it a throw bag. I've got a flashlight in there. Uh, I actually keep my toilet paper in there. It's a great way to keep it dry on the boat. Uh, keep a towel in there. Uh, I've got some first aid stuff in there. That's a great place to put like an EPIRB, Uh in case you have to hit the water quickly. Uh, say your boat catches on fire, you start taking on water. Uh, something happens and you have to get out of the boat. Uh, it's a good thing to throw into the water. It'll float. Uh, It's a kind of a makeshift uh, flotation device. I don't advise it for that. Make sure you have life jackets that are readily available, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, But uh, that's a great place to put a, uh, if you've got an extra cell phone, some of us have them. Uh, When you go to get a new cell phone, you're stuck with the old one. If it's not a trade-in deal, uh, a lot of those phones will still work. Uh, for emergency use only. Uh, check on them to see. But it's a great place to put a handheld radio or an EPIRB, something like that, that you could toss into the water if you needed to. Uh, flashlight in there, great to have that, whether you're fishing on a local lake or out in the ocean. Having it on the ocean to signal somebody is great. But also, if you're on a lake and something happens, and you're out there at night, let's say, and you do make it to the shore, and you're in the middle of nowhere, Having a flashlight to try to navigate to wherever you're trying to get to is very helpful because most of these places that are dark and deserted are very dark, very dark at night. And having a flashlight is a great way to help you get around and move around safely. Now, most of us know the obvious things, life jackets, throwable cushion, uh, a um, fire extinguisher. Uh, One tip on the fire extinguisher, my suggestion is don't put it near the motor uh, or the fuel tank. Uh, typically, that's where the fires are going to happen, and there is nothing worse than having a fire extinguisher sitting right where the flames are. So uh, I keep mine at the opposite end of the boat from where the um, uh, fire or from where the uh, motor is. Uh, that is the most likely place for a fire to occur on a boat, so it's better to have it at the opposite end. It's also the same end that I keep my life jackets uh, and my throwable cushion at. Uh, keep a variety of life jackets, different sizes, more than I need. And the thing on the throwable cushion, if you can do this and have room for it, put a rope on it. Uh, that cushion is designed to throw to somebody in the water. Uh, somebody maybe from another boat falls overboard, you happen to see them, you're able to throw them a flotation device uh, that they can cling onto until you can get to them and rescue them. The reason for the rope is if you throw that thing and say the wind grabs it or they can't swim to it, you can pull it back, retoss it a lot quicker than you can digging it out of the water. So having a rope uh, tied to that, a very, very uh, smart move. And also it's a good way that if they do grab hold of it, that you can actually pull them back to your boat to help with the uh, rescue and getting them out. Another thing that I suggest you do, especially if you're going offshore, going to be out for an extended period of time, is I started doing this a few years ago. Uh, Instead of putting ice in your coolers, put frozen water bottles in there or water jugs. Um, One, it will cool a cooler just as quickly or almost as quickly as ice will. It's a lot cheaper. It's reusable. And in the case of an emergency, uh, you've got a supply of water out there. Uh, Something happens, even if you're just, you know, you have to ditch, you know, uh, run your boat ashore on some, you know, big lake or river somewhere you've got some water and uh, that's a good little tip a good little trick I keep just regular 20 ounce water bottles Uh, I've got two big bags full of them and I rotate them in and out Uh, take them bring them inside put them in the chest freezer take those out put them in my cooler on the boat and I've got another bag that'll be froze and I just run them back and forth Uh, I've always got a supply of water and uh, I've uh, always got a way to keep my cooler cold and uh, do it at a very affordable way, because uh, ice, man, it kills me to buy ice. I've got an ice maker here at the house, an ice machine, uh, and I make ice in the winter. It's not cost-effective to do it in the summer because it puts off so much heat. But uh, man, it kills me to buy ice. I hate buying it. Spend two, three, four, five dollars on ice, and then it's gone. It's really. Not <laughs> I'm a cheapskate, uh, but it is nice to have ice in a drink. So, uh, the other thing is uh, a first aid kit. Uh, I ran into this. If any of y'all have seen my fishing video, uh came out last year. If you hadn't seen it on YouTube, just go put in my name and put catfish fin. And you'll see a video where a catfish fin went through my finger. Uh, not the end of the world, but I'm going to die. I bled like a stuck hog. Had to pull it out. Horribly painful. But I was left with a hole in my hand a fin went completely through it and uh, i didn't have anything on the boat to uh, clean the wound with in my old age i've come to realize that cleaning these things will really help you avoid any type of infection and bad crap going on later i used to be real bad not to do it now i do it more and more Um, luckily i had a buddy that lived nearby his boat was in the water. He was, wasn't was home. Told me where to go get the stuff. Trent, thank you if you happen to listen. Uh, but I uh, had some hydrogen peroxide on there, some alcohol, some bandages. Was able to get over there, wash it out, kill all the bacteria. And uh, by the time I got back, went to the doctor to get a tetanus shot. Doctor looked at it and said, it looks wonderful, looks great. There's no need to do anything else. So uh, that's another thing. A little basic first aid kit. Uh, some, you know, just some Band-Aids, something for a headache, Um you know, some aspirin. Aspirin's always a good thing to have around, especially if you should encounter somebody who's having some type of a heart issue. Um, and then some hydrogen peroxide, alcohol, neosporin, something like that, just in case you get that hook in you, get that catfish fin in you, something just to help, uh, you know, uh, avoid any kind of infection, some type of antiseptic cream or something like that. Always a good thing to have. Uh, I know this stuff is kind of boring. It's not good fishing stuff, but for somebody they're going to go, you know what, I need to do that. And they're going to take some of this information, do something with it. And, uh, it's going to help them. And that's the whole point of doing this and going over it. Those guys that we lost down there in Florida, I uh, thought about them a lot. And, uh, I just, uh, since then been thinking, man, this would be a good podcast just to talk about some stuff that we all know, but sometimes we forget about, we get complacent about, and, uh, just sometimes you need a reminder of it. So, uh, hopefully you got some good information out of this kind of a short one today but that's okay i'm trying to do more of these i'm trying to do more versus long so uh hopefully you enjoy these we'll try to get some more cranked up here i've got a couple more coming up on some uh just some fishing conditions going on this fall so uh stay tuned hope you enjoyed the podcast and uh we'll catch you on the water